Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mosaic Meets. This is our podcast series um, to get all of our new and, um, you know, continuing students to meet new folks virtually, um, to understand your resources and how we have these amazing folks on our campus who are ready to work with you and support you in your educational journey. Um, my name is Sharon Singh. I am the program coordinator for Mosaic Cross Cultural Center and my pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm going to kick it off to Chris. Thanks, Sharon. Um, so uh, my name is Chris Yang. I'm the director of the Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. Pronouns are he, him, his. And uh, we'll kick it down to Jazz. Hi everyone, it's Jazz. I'm the social media liaison from Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. And today we have with us Deanna from Peer Connections. And please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hi everyone, my name is Deanna Peck and I am the director of Peer Connections. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, and I've been working at San Jose State actually 21 years or this is going on my 21st year. Uh, started out in University Housing Services, and then I actually worked for what is now known as CAPS. Um, at the time, it was a different name, but Counseling Services. I was an educational counselor. And then I came over to Peer Connections in January of 2012. And actually, at the time when I started, it was not Peer Connections. So we had two different groups. It was the Learning Assistance Resource Center, known as LARC. And we had the Muse Peer Mentor Program. Um, and what happened is I supervised, oversaw those two areas my first semester, January until the summer, and then said, you know what? Makes sense to combine these for a variety of reasons. So it was actually the summer of 2012 when Peer Connections was born and founded. And I have been the director ever since then. If it wasn't a summer like this summer, I'd probably try to get away and do some more camping. I love the outdoors um, and really enjoy that. I love trying new foods um, and new restaurants and exploring in that way. And I love traveling when I can. Again, I don't get to do it very much, but really just taking in um, the environment and different cultures around me and getting to know people. Deep down, I would prefer to travel and spend a longer amount of time in one location so I really get to know that rather than the surface level. Um, so that's kind of about me. I think that also is I am a, re a former Peace Corps volunteer, so I'm a returned Peace Corps volunteer. And I lived for two years in Cameroon, which is in West Africa, where I was teaching English um, and absolutely love that experience. Learned so much about myself as well as the world around me. And um, yeah, so that's a little bit more about me as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, speaking of summer, We've been asking this question to every single person on the series, but what are some songs or artists or albums that you've been currently listening to this summer? Okay, this is horrible because 
I am not up on the latest, so I tend to listen to my old-fashioned classic radio station um, and songs from long ago. But I will say that my daughter keeps me posted a little bit, and I will say that she has been listening to Hamilton over and over and over. So I've been hearing a lot of Hamilton uh, this summer. That's yeah. awesome. That, that's, that's really cool. You know, you, we, you don't have to listen to the newest thing. You know, I think uh, uh, we've actually had a, a few people, you know, throw, uh, shout out some throwbacks. Um, and, uh, you know, just whatever happens to be your soundtrack for the summer. Yeah, you know, I am, I don't have a soundtrack. I really just like the radio. And I find myself, because I'm working it on the computer so much, it, it, was, it was very interesting. About a month ago, I think I actually got in there and it was the first time I had been in the car probably since all of this went down and I was driving and it dawned on me. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I am missing music and the radio so much because I'm in my house all day. So I'm not listening to it. I'm doing other things. And, and as I was driving and listening to the radio, I said, Oh, this is so enjoyable. And I, you know, really got into singing some of the songs or whatever um, so I, I'm trying to, when I'm doing my work, I'm trying to put it on a little bit more. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm trying to think 94.5 is the station that I'm listening to. I would just say whatever songs coming on there is tends to be the one that I'm listening to at this time. Cool. Thank you. Um, so, uh, you, you did, uh, talk about this already in your intro, but, um, you know, um, the, our our question is just about your current role at San Jose State, but I think maybe we can also use this opportunity to talk a little bit more about just what Peer Connections is for our uh, students who, you know, may have not used your services or maybe just heard about it and never stopped by. Um, so if you can explain a little bit about Peer Connections as well. Sure. My current role, like I said, I'm the director of Peer Connections, and currently we have, I think, five different types of peer education. Um, so within Peer Connections, you have tutoring, and tutoring is even broken down a little bit further. We have what we consider our classic tutors and our embedded tutors. Um, classic tutoring is what many people think of as tutoring. So if you are struggling in a class, you can come in, you can make an appointment, you can see a tutor, and you get assistance for the content of that class. And with tutoring in any of our services, I don't even want to say you have to be struggling. You could be getting a B plus or an A minus and you want that A or that A plus. So again, it's not just for students who are struggling. Um, but classic tutoring is where you take the initiative, you reach out to us and you ask for an appointment um, or you come in for a drop in tutoring. We have over 250 subjects available for tutoring and it varies by semester so I would say every semester students should check and see what classes are available it just varies by who we've hired that semester uh, total throughout peer connections we have about hundred and ten to 120 different peer educators in all of the groups that I'll be talking about um, so there's a lot of variety um, embedded tutoring, how that's different than classic tutoring, is we actually embed the tutor right in a specific course. 
So the nice thing about that is that they get to know the students in that particular course and they can tutor those students outside of the course itself. And they can also assist the faculty member right in the course. So now being on Zoom, they might facilitate some of the breakout rooms or answer questions for the faculty member while they're lecturing. They, the embedded tutor might be on the chat function. Um, but again, the, the nice thing is that they can build rapport with the students. So you kind of already know the tutor when you make that appointment. You know that this is a tough class. You know that it would be beneficial to have that person to go to and talk to about content situations. So that's our tutoring. The next thing that we have is our peer mentors. And we have a couple of varieties of peer mentors as well. We have some peer mentors that are embedded in classes as well. And for those classes, most of the classes are what I would consider maybe first year experience courses. Uh, the reason mentors exist in a course is not specifically to focus on content. They really are meant to do some of the transitional issues to the university or just general kind of student success things like time management, goal setting, how do I get involved on campus? Um, you know, I don't know how to talk to a faculty member. They intimidate me. So come in and talk to a mentor and figure out, okay, what's the best approach? You know, how do I send this email? Um, Mentors are really good. I, I like to say the mentors are great one-stop shops. When you have a question and you just don't know where to turn on a university, mentors are full of resources so they can connect you to the various places on campus. Um, and mentors really, it's, it's that person to have a conversation with. Um, sometimes it's just nice to talk to a peer, somebody who might be a semester or two semesters, even a year or so ahead of you, but they've experienced San Jose State. Um, and that's what the mentor does. Then we have, oh, and so some of our mentors are actually embedded in classes. Some of our mentors, we've actually had them doing a liaison maybe, I guess, and we're having them get into different settings. So we have a mentor in El Centro, and we have a mentor in the Black Student Success Center. Uh, we have mentors over in housing. We're starting to have mentors in some of the college success centers, like College of Education. That's going to be a new one this year. Um, we are also building up a transfer mentor program. So um, we have a couple of Canvas shells called Spartan Ready. And there's one for fresh for FRASH students and one for transfer students. And so our mentors would be communicating with the students in these shells, just answering questions. Like I said, basic questions on how to get involved or whatever happens. And then the mentors are communicating that way. So that's what our mentors are doing. Then we have supplemental instruction leaders. Supplemental instruction leaders are actually assigned to classes. The classes that we focus on for those classes are what we consider classes that are more challenging across the university. They tend to be the classes that um, where a lot of DF and Ws are um, earned as grades. And so because we know that these classes are so challenging, sometimes they're called the bottleneck classes. The reason they're called that is there's a lot of students going into these classes, and oftentimes, if you don't pass this class with a certain grade, 
then it's harder to move on to some of your other classes. And so it's, they're just tough classes. So what the supplemental instruction leader does is they're in the class, they can help out with like the embedded tutors, with the faculty during the class itself. But the main thing they do is outside of the class. And they facilitate regular study sessions is what I like to call them. Um, they create different activities so that the students can interact with one another and take that knowledge level to a deeper level rather than just hearing the lecture that the faculty gave and understanding it on a surface level. The supplemental instruction has people working together to really grasp the concepts. Um, and like I said, it happens typically on our university. It's twice a week at the same time. So people kind of fall into a routine and all of the research that's been done around supplemental instruction is kind of a new form that some people don't know about, but it's been around for 40 years and all the research says that it's actually really effective. And if you're attending these supplemental instruction sessions, the study groups, a lot of your GPAs get higher as a result of this attendance. Um, and I think it's a really nice way to make friends from within your class. And then when you have to study for those exams, you have natural connections already and you can form those study groups and you can study for exams. Sometimes the SI session leaders also hold exam reviews right before the exams. So that's a helpful thing for the SI leaders. Um, and then our final peer educator format is, it's a fairly new one, and it's called learning assistants. And learning assistants are in, right now, it's a small group of classes, um, Physics 2A, Chem 1A, I think Bio 30, Physics 50. This semester, I think we have Chem 160. So a very small group of classes right now, but the learning assistants are students that their main role is to assist within the class itself. They don't do anything outside of the class, but they're meant to be another person in the class so that the faculty member can actually break the class up a little bit more and have active learning and different activities take place in the class. So rather than feeling like, oh, we have 100 students, there's only one person, so I can't break up into these small groups and I can't have them doing hands-on activities, the learning assistant comes in and breaks the class into the smaller groups and they can do more activities right within the class. So those are the different types of services that we offer in Peer Connections, the different programs that we have. Um, when we're on campus, there's a lot more that we have. We have a great study space. We also have something that we call the breakfast club where people could come in and it was free pastries and bread different things like that, that students could come in on a daily basis. Um, but with the change of everything online, we're no longer, at least this point in time, I'm still working on the study space. I would love to offer study space for students. Um, so I'm figuring that one out. But right now, all of our other services and programs that I mentioned, tutoring, mentoring, supplemental instruction, and learning assistance, that's all happening online. So students can get to it. Um, and all of our programs and services are free. Basically, students have already paid for this in, um, in their tuition. So I encourage people to utilize it. Um, 
We have other components for our professional staff that are doing other things, but that's the main thing that I think students really want to know about. That's awesome. Um, you know, obviously there's a wealth of resources that Peer Connections has. Um, and with everything being online, how can students kind of um, register or sign up for appointments to meet with the leaders um, or the peer mentors? Yeah. So if you have an SI leader or a learning assistant in your classes or embedded tutors or mentors, if you have any of those in your classes, you will find out about it the first day of class. You will know that there's this peer educator in the class. And then for the SI and LAs, they will tell you basically, this is when I'm going to have my SI sessions or this is how I'm going to interact with you. For tutoring and mentoring, if you want to meet with a tutor or mentor and you don't have them in your class, there is a software, it's called Spartan Connect, and you can sign on to Spartan Connect. Any student is, has access to Spartan Connect, and it's a great thing to actually know. I'm going to plug this a little bit because students can make appointments with advisors as well as appointments with tutors. There's also, I just heard, I think the Career Center is going to come online to Spartan Connect next week. So Spartan Connect is something where the students can go online, go to SJSU, type in Spartan Connect, and go to this platform. It's the single sign-on system, and it will bring up basically a screen, and it will tell you what classes you have. But in the upper right-hand portion of that screen, there is a blue button and it's going to say something like make appointments or find workshops and events. And if you click on that blue button, it will walk you through a series of questions that essentially will lead you to schedule for appointments. Like I said, you can make an appointment with an advisor, you can make an appointment with a tutor, you can make an appointment with a mentor. Um, once the Career Center is there, you'll be able to make appointments with them. And so Spartan Connect is the best way to make appointments. We have our email that people can send email. We also have our phone number, um, but to just kind of jump through all the steps, I really encourage people to use that Spartan Connect uh, platform and just click it because you can do it all yourself on person. You can request what you need and you can see what's available. Cool, <clears throat> thank you. Um, so, um, you know, I think, um, like Sharon mentioned, and, and thank you, Deanna, for um, explaining, you know, Peer Connections does have a lot of great resources for our students, and particularly resources that our students may not immediately think of when they're starting a college class. And they may not think like, oh, it would be helpful to have an embedded tutor. It'd be helpful to have preset study sessions that I can go to. Um, and at the same time, we also do have a lot of students who do th know these things, right? These are the ways the strategies that they've gone through high school or through other college settings. And, um, you know, we, we, we have asked um, folks this question um, in other sessions as well. Um, but, you know, the, the question being, if a new student on campus were to approach you and ask why does peer connections exist? Um, what, what would be what you would tell them as for why Peer Connections exists? Ah, that's a really good question. I think I would say I would go back to 
the name of our organization, Peer Connections. And I would say we exist to connect peers to one another to support them in their SJSU experience. Um, you know, we really want to be that place where people feel comfortable and welcomed, that they feel connected. It keeps coming back to that word, right? That they feel connected to the university, that they know where they can go for that support, um, and to assist them to reach their highest potential. Um, you know, some people look at us as, oh, you know, again, it's only for the people who are struggling in classes. And I don't, I don't see that at all. I think everybody can come and utilize our services. And honestly, I think one of the best things too is also we, I, I told you, we have 110 to 120 students who have jobs with us. And the leadership experiences that the students get there, um, that transfer into their careers, students are always coming back and saying, oh my goodness, this, this was wonderful. Um, thank you so much. I've learned so much. And this is students who come in just to utilize tutoring, mentoring, or students who are, you know, working for us. Um, I, I always hear students, sometimes I hear, oh, I wish I would have known about this three years ago, right? Um, and other times I, you know, I'll receive a little thank you note or something. Thank you so much. You know, your unit was the one to help me to graduate because I always knew that you would be there to support me. Um, so connecting with peers and finding a place where you feel comfortable and welcomed and supported is what I would say that's why we exist and that's why students should come to us and find out what we have to offer them. So it sounds like a lot of students are involved and um, how can students who are interested in becoming a peer mentor like sign up um, and what's something that you like most about working with these students? Sure. So we hire peer educators every single semester so typically in October October and March. Applications are available on our website and people would just apply and then you go through an interview process and then we have to match you with classes and all that fun stuff. But that basically you go to our website, look for the application in October or March and you can apply. Um, and then I, I love what the students can teach me, right? In, in the sense that I learned so much from interacting with students and with other people. Um, so that's something I love. I love when students learn something new or they get this experience and it just opens their eyes. Um, and it's like that aha moment um, that they didn't realize they could do something. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, this is awesome. I can't believe I just did this. Um, that energy, um, the energy that I feel from the students, I, I just love that. And again, the, everything that the students bring into our environment, um, everybody brings a piece of themselves. And that's what you're going to get at Peer Connections, is such a, a diverse environment where everybody is sharing and working with one another. Um, and it's, it's just a fun place to be. It, it really is, you know, 
it's heartwarming. I don't know. I know it sounds kind of cliche and you're all probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear this all the time. But that's, that's what I love working with the students. That's why I'm still at San Jose State. Um, I will say that, you know, you all as students, if you're out there listening, um, you're amazing. You're wonderful. You have so much to offer the world and the drive that you give, um, everything. I, I just, I am awed and amazed and I love working with students like you. And like I said, whether it's students that work actually in Peer Connections or students who come into Peer Connections to use our services, um, San Jose State just, they really do. We, we have incredible students and I, I just love being a part of this environment. Thank we're all you. Nodding. Yeah, we're all nodding <laughs> our heads like, yep, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And like, Nothing we have new. a lot of students <laughs> next semester and semester after that, you know, it's kind of uncertain what state we're going to be in. And so Peer Connections is definitely a resource that like a lot of students are going to need um, to guide them. So with everything going on with COVID and the protests and um, just adjusting to everything online, how are you planning on working with students and um, sharing those resources? Yeah, I think that's going to be a hard one. You know, in the past, we have our, our peer educators who are embedded in classes. That's one way we get the word out, which is great. In the past, we've been on campus and we've been able to be kind of in the main area tabling and people would see us and know who we were that way. Um, we do go into the orientations, but right now, the only part of orientation that I've really been able to go to is actually the parent orientation and the significant other ones. So students aren't even necessarily hearing from us in orientation. They still get it through the orientation links that are provided, but that's through a lot of reading. Um, so we are working on enhancing our social media efforts. So I can all take less, or we, you know, we can take lessons from what you all are doing. Um, but I know that we're working more on the Instagram and how can we get ourselves known through that. Um, I'm looking at how, you know, if Sammy Spartan using that app, if that's going to help. So we're trying to spread the word in that way. I think it's a great question though. How are we going to let students know about us? And that's, that's going to be the struggle. That really is going to be a struggle for us. So if you have any creative ideas, if the listeners out there have any creative ideas, hey, give them my email and contact me because I'd love to hear those ideas. This, our final question would be, do you have any advice for upcoming first year students or transfers? I think my, maybe, I don't know, couple of pieces of, pieces of advice. Um, one, ask questions. The best thing you can do is be open to learning experiences and ask questions. And, you know, ask for help early. Don't think I have to do this all by myself. I know I can't talk about that one because I do it all the time. I think, oh, I can do it. You know, I should be able to do it, all of that. But I have learned so many times that if I had only asked for help an hour ago, I wouldn't have wasted the last hour that I was working on this thing. Um, you know, and so asking for help, advocating for yourself, being open to new experiences, um, and having fun, like being 
present in the moment and really getting the most out of everything that you're experiencing um, and taking it all in and enjoying it to the most. And even those, I, I'm not going to say it's going to be pretty all the time because it's not. There's, there's so much stress and so much chaos going on and just, yeah. There's so much. So I am not going to be that cheery, optimistic person all the time. I recognize that reality is not like that. Um, so, but being open and talking to others, um, communicating what's going on with you, the more we can do that, the better because that's where we're going to find the support for one another. That's where we're going to come together as a community um, and just be there. That's where we're going to learn and grow and make a difference in each other's lives. So for all the new students coming in, for the students who are returning, uh, be open, be aware, and communicate your needs, ask for assistance, and just listen to one another and be there for one another. I think that's, that's the advice that I'd give for upcoming first-year students especially. This is a whole new experience, um, and it's, it's going to be changing. Every single day is changing. Um, so just, just being open to those changes and going with the flow a little bit and just soaking it all in because it's going to go by fast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, you know, the, the whole purpose of this podcast, and if you're listening, you're probably a little ahead of the game right now because you're trying to figure out your resources. You're trying to figure out how to get connected. But, you know, the Mosaic staff really wants us to understand and build community, right? Community looks different, especially now. Um, but know that you have folks in your corner cheering you on, um, ready to support you. Um, but it really does take, you know, sharing resources. If you found a resource like Peer Connections and you're using it, share it with a friend, share it with your classmates, right? Um, I think the way that Mosaic really often gets folks coming to us and coming to our programs or interacting with us because they bring a friend along to our workshops, right? And so for you listening out there, if you're using peer connections, bring a friend along, bring a classmate along, get connected. Um, I know Jazz, when uh, Deanna, you were talking about, you know, how it's going to be tough, Jazz was just like, yep. <laughs> the look on the face like, oh, school is starting in like three weeks. <laughs> um, and so, you know, now it's really important that we, you know, take the time to really um, think about how we connect, uh, you know, and, and as much as we don't know what's out there, know that these resources are here for you in some way, shape or form. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for that advice. I think, you know, we all have to be reminded that like, it's not going to be pretty, but like, it's okay. It's, everything is still here in some way, shape or form. Share this podcast if you're listening. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, we, uh, we have done a couple of these now. We've, we've done them, you know, with jazz. And unfortunately, Kenny's not in this one because they couldn't uh, make it to the scheduled time. But um, 
you know, we, we've also oftentimes tried to ask um, our, uh, our students to, like Jazz and Kenny, um, you know, have you had experiences with this campus resource? Have you used Peer Connections before? Or do you have friends who have used it? Um, and then, you know, also posing the question of like, you know, moving forward, how would you want to see folks interact with Peer Connections in the future? Like, you know, knowing that this upcoming year is going to be so tough. Um, well, for me, I personally haven't, I don't think I've used Peer Connections as a resource, but I do know um, friends and classmates who have and who have worked with Peer Connections. And I know that their experience personally, like as a teacher, you know, like that's another, I guess that's like the next level of learning, right? Being able to teach what you've learned. So I think that's awesome. Just being able to provide that resource to students, but then also allowing students to be able to teach and then kind of like teach themselves again in the process of how to share that knowledge. So I think that's awesome. And then what was the second question? Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, so the second part was just, you know, um, we, we've, we've had folks um, ask questions from our students before about, you know, moving forward, you know, what are the best ways in which you as a student would want to see, um, you know, peer connections um, interact with you or reach out to you or how, what are the ways that you think um, peer connections can, can really kind of, um, uh, you know, build this community that we're, we're really looking for in the upcoming year? I think the most accessible way is through Zoom right now, just building that sense of community and like seeing faces and hearing voices. I feel like that really helps me out. And just being able to ask questions and having um, some form of guidance, whether it's like a person who's in that class or um, just somebody who has a little bit more knowledge of like different resources that we can tap into. I feel like that would probably be the best, like most accessible way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm also just trying to figure it out and trying to see what would work best for me because this is the second semester of online learning. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but I'll definitely try and keep in touch and um, I guess like at like recording these podcasts with Mosaic, I've learned a lot about different resources on campus and met like the leaders and directors of those centers. And so that's something that I'm going to try and continue to um, seek out and share with my peers. Cool. Thanks, Jazz. Um, Deanna, you know, um, we, you know, we've reached the end of our prepared questions. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about that um, we may not have asked or touched on that you, that you feel it's important to share? Honestly, I don't think so. I thought you asked some very insightful questions um, and I rambled a little bit. So I think you got to hear a lot about my perspective um, and where we're going. Um, and, and I just, I guess I can't iterate enough. You know, I'm the type of director, things are constantly changing and I recognize that. And I am always looking for continual ways that we can improve. Um, so I would really, you know, like to hear from the students. That, that's why I'm here. I'm here for the students. So 
um, for students to reach out and send me an email and just say, hey, you know, I'd like this, or I'd like to see this at Peer Connections, or why don't you do this? Um, those types of things are what challenge me, and I appreciate those growth opportunities um, in providing them for the students. So yeah, just kind of really putting myself out there. Um, and Jazz, I think you said a great thing of now you're getting to know different directors across campus. And I think that's important too. So putting it out there that we're not only here just to provide you that particular service. So many of us who work on campus, we're people too. And you can ask us personal questions. Um, you know, how did you get into your job? Or, you know, hey, have you ever thought about doing something else with your life? Um, I have to tell you that I did not go straight through. I have my doctorate now, but I did not go straight through. I took breaks after my undergrad. After my undergrad, I had a four-year break before I went on to my master's, and then I got my master's, and then I had a, uh, let's see, it was 10 years, 12 years before I went back and even got my doctorate. So I just got my doctorate three years ago, um, and so just knowing that from the people who work around campus, you don't even have to go in and use, like I said, peer connections. It's great if you do, but knowing the faculty and staff and being willing to put yourself out there and talk to the faculty and staff as who they are as people, um, I think that is really important too, because that's, that's also part of networking. If I get to know a student and I know a student's very interested in this particular thing, and all of a sudden I say, hey, you know, I know somebody who's doing that over in San Francisco or Sunnyvale or whatever. Let, let me connect you. Um, I, I would just open that to students as well. It's not sometimes just about using us as the programs and services that we're offering, but being creative and getting to know the people. Build those relationships across campus as well. Um, so I think I would probably also add that to the students that I'm an open staff member for that. And I do know my professional staff, they're also open for that. So each of, the, each of the programs that I mentioned, they have a professional staff member who is coordinating. So we have a supplemental instruction coordinator, we have a tutoring coordinator, we have a mentoring coordinator, we have a learning assistant coordinator. Um, and all of those professional staff are also great people, very friendly, Nice, you know, to get to know them. So if you're looking for people across campus to come in contact and to be advocates um, and to, you know, just sit down and chat with you, just reach out. So that's what else I would tell students, I guess. Great. Well, thank you, Deanna, so much for joining us um, and talking about yourself, talking about peer connections. Um, wanting to give a little bit of space right now, just to plug <clears throat> anything you want to plug, social media, any, anything you want students to go to. Boy, that's tough. Um, I know we have Instagram. I know we have Facebook. I would say our Twitter's not super active right now, so I probably wouldn't even go there. Um, but Instagram and Facebook are probably the two places. I would just go to our website, though. That's the best place to go and get all this information. Cool. Um, thank you. Yeah, we'll put links in the show notes so that folks, as usual, can, can go. Um, so, um, oh, yeah. We're awesome. So developing our own YouTube, we're also developing our own YouTube page. 
And that will have various, we just created a kind of a video about recruiting peer educators. So if you are interested in a job and you want to learn a little bit more about that, you'll be able to see the video on the YouTube page. And we hope to develop more of this type of stuff since we know it's so important right now. So Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And like us on all of them so that we can continue to promote the word, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. So thank, thank you so much, Tiana. And thank you, Mosaic staff, for joining us for another episode of Mosaic Meets. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. It was great. Listen, listen carefully.